Good evening and glad you made it in, whether by kayak, canoe, john boat, or your vehicle. So great to be in God's house tonight. And uh, we definitely need some rain for that grass that's going to start growing here in another couple weeks. So it'll be here before we know it. I'm just getting the song list up. Let's stand together. We're going to sing our first song, Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing. We'll pray together, and then we'll share some praises. Let's lift our voices and just give him glory as we sing. Come thou fount of every blessing, tune my heart to sing thy grace. Streams of mercy never ceasing, call for songs of loudest praise. Teach me some melodious sonnet sung by flaming tongues above. Praise his name, I'm fixed upon it. Name of God's redeeming love. Hitherto thy love has blessed me. Thou hast brought me to this place. And I know thy hand will bring me safely home by thy good grace. Jesus sought me when a stranger, wandering from the fold of God. He to rescue me from danger, bought me with his precious blood. Oh, to grace, how great a debtor, daily I'm constrained to be. Let thy goodness, like a fetter, bind my wandering heart to thee. Prone to wander, Lord, I feel it, prone to leave the God I love. Here's my heart, Lord, take and seal it, seal it for thy courts above. Amen. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for allowing us to gather here tonight and to praise you and to share some prayer requests and to hear from your word. And we pray that we would just have illuminated hearts and minds to receive what you have for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Please be seated. Who will be first with a praise tonight? I see that hand in the back. No, Dad? Okay, prayer request. I gotcha. Uh, Claudia, I see your hand. We'll do some praises first. So Claudia is here in the front. I praise God. I was able to have a, a, a good conversation with our uh, alarm guy, Michael. Um, I tried to spin it to a witnessing conversation. I'm not sure if he's saved, but he does our cameras at work. So I was like, oh, well, we have cameras at church. And do you go to church? So that kind of opened up the door a little bit to uh, talk to him. He came all the way from Raleigh, North Carolina, actually. So a praise that I got to talk to him, share the gospel. I'm not sure if he's saved, but um, had, a, had a good conversation. At least the seed was planted. Claudia. So just in general, I just want to thank God because he's so, so good. Amen. And um, so I've had some situations um, that I've had to deal with in the recent months, but um, God has helped me to overcome them with the help of church family. And I'm just so, so thankful that um, my life is um, just a lot brighter now. Amen. So, 
thank God for that. Well, thank you for sharing. Our church family can certainly wrap their arms around us and help in a time of need, so thanks for sharing that. Who else with the praise tonight? Troy. I've got two. All right, you're allowed to. First one is we had a favorable result come out of video meeting with the MVA last Thursday. That's great. The other praise is my mom has had no damage or long-term effects so far from the mini-stroke back at back in January. All her test results came back. That is great. Completely normal. The the one the MRI did show that sometime in the past she's had one other stroke, but there's been no long-term damage. Wow, that's great. Well, thanks for sharing that. We had a great trip this past weekend. We weren't here. We got to see Rebecca's parents, and Grayson and I spent some time. We actually camped outside. We have, we have gear, so we decided to try out our gear. It was about 32 degrees overnight, so we did great, and we slept fine. And then we hiked up a mountain. We did about, it's a short hike, about a third of a mile, but you change about 500 feet in elevation. So we were hiking at about 30% grade the whole way, but it was just a good time spending time together in God's creation. No hunting this time of year, so you just got to get out and walk in the woods, basically, to still enjoy the woods. Who else with a praise tonight? Oh, has the rain got you down? Okay, Kevin, I see your hand. Sorry you had to go so far for oh, that one. <laughs> um, I, I just want to keep praising God. Um, you know, I keep talking about the fact that he's, he's taking care of us. Um, and, you know, um, when I work on the budget and everything, I, I show Pam. And once again, you know, God's taking care of us. He, she's still getting her her check from her long-term disability and God is just meeting our needs and, and not just our needs, but our wants, you know, it's, it's nice. It really is. It, it it isn't just that, um, that surface level need thing, but it it goes deeper. And I just praise God for that. And, uh, you know, he's helping me at work. Um, I get, you know, we're, we're basically back to back to back classes and it's hard to get prepped when you finish one and then you got to turn right around and teach the next one. Yeah. I just got done with a class yesterday and I had to teach today, completely different topic. And, you know, he helps me. He helps me with it. And it is just, I just want to praise God. He's amazing. He is. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And it isn't amazing when you honor God in your finances, how he provides for you. Yeah. And absolutely. when you make dumb financial decisions, mm-hmm. uh, you reap the consequences. Yep. yep. You know, there's that phrase, um, you know, we'd often know, we don't use it in church, but you play stupid games you win stupid prizes so a lot of times with finances it can be kind of crazy but thanks for sharing that you know god bible says a lot about money both good and bad it's not evil it's what we do with it the love of money who else with the praise all right let's go to our next song and then we'll switch to prayer request so our next song tonight is going to be sorry god is so good he is so good to us isn't he We have a lot to be thankful for. God is so good. God is so good. God is so good. He's so good to... He answers prayer. 
He answers prayer. He answers prayer. He answers prayer. He's so good to me. He cares for me. He cares for me. He cares for me. He cares for me. He's so good to me. I love him so. I love him so. I love him so. I love him so. He's so good to me. I praise his name. I praise his name. I praise his name. He's so good to me. Amen. All right, some prayer requests. I think I saw a few hands. I think, Dad, you had one all the way in the back. Is there anyone else that we can get prepped to share a prayer request? All right, we'll hear from Dad slash Kenny. Uh, pray for a fellow named Tony uh, Beatty. Um, he, he's been fallen uh, at home, and he hit his head, and he had to have brain surgery. And they're talking about doing another one. And uh, so just pray for him. He's got a lot of, a lot of issues um, right. physically and mental. And I pray that he comes and visits our church soon after he, after he gets better. Is this Tony from RU? Yeah, remember? Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. And, uh, and pray that his mom comes also. Okay. But she's taking care of him right now. And she's probably in her late 70s. Okay. So, pray for Tony. All right, we'll pray for Tony here in a minute. And then uh, my coworker, Brian, who's been here before, his mom had surgery yesterday. And his sister, I found out on Monday, is on life support at Mary Washington Hospital. She went in for pneumonia and then had some complications um, with digestion and a ruptured intestine and then got sepsis. So, it's, been, it's turned from not so great to really terrible. So, um, as of yesterday real no progress so kind of at day 10 they need to kind of start talking about uh, some decisions so if you could lift up brian and his wife kathy and then just their whole whole family and then um the camacho brothers they are um guys who work for us they're on our team and their dad passed away on uh last friday i believe so um the funeral will be this tuesday so we got a lot of team members at work with family members dying. Another guy, Robert, his brother died in, within the last two weeks. Brian, you know, his mom and sister in the hospital. So just our team is going through it. So if you could remember our bright new team in Fredericksburg, appreciate it. There's about 50, about 50 of us right now. Who else with a prayer request before we pray for these? Steve, I see your hand. Oh, Rebecca, we'll come to you to save Dave, Dave a trip. Okay. Um, I just have two. Um, the first one 
the client I taught this evening, Anthony. If you could pray for him, he, um, how do I keep this short? Somehow, there was a, I was able to open up conversation with him about finding a church and his faith, and um, he told me how he believes in God and, you know, wants to have some kind of connection to God, but I asked him if he had a church home. He does not, and unfortunately, he has <laughs> kind of immersed himself in social media and has gotten just bad information and that has kept him out of church mm. and out of a Bible. Um, you know, he's just seen things saying how all the different translations and it's not really God's word and just all these things. So he has not looked at a Bible and he doesn't know the last time he was has been to church. And so I invited him to church and he doesn't have a car. I offered him a ride. And I told him that if he, I asked him if he had a Bible, he said, I think so, but, and I said, well, if you don't and you can't find it, let me know and I'll bring one to you. Great. And so just pray for him. He's, he said somewhat over 60 days sober and clean. He was doing drugs and alcohol for a good portion of his life. Um, but he has a, um, uh, passion for helping people, especially like home health care. And so he's working to get certified and not just mm. do it as a friend, but right. do it as a profession. And so just pray that God is leading him and he's following. He's, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, well, so pray for Anthony. And then um, Jay had a routine procedure on Monday. <laughs> And um, to check in on his Crohn's, his Crohn's seems to be fine, but they did find some other things um, going on in his esophagus and some other stuff. His GI doctor didn't seem to be concerned, but I still replied back and said, well, what about this and this? Like, are we going to treat this? Do we not? You know, so I was just checking in to make sure, does she just accidentally skip that or is she really not concerned and we can't see her or have a phys an appointment with her at all via video or in person until April mm. end of April so we're just corresponding through email right now so just um, sorry this is so long-winded but if you could pray for Jay Jay loves to do research <laughs> And he has, the last, today was very good. I really encouraged him after yesterday not to be in his phone, researching things and looking up all the things. Um, just be at peace with what it is. And the doctors are in control. God is in control. Mm -hmm. We have what questions we want to ask and all these things and just leave it in God's hands. And so just pray for him not to stress over the findings and yeah we will certainly pray for that a lot of times you can look up a splinter on webmd and all of a sudden you're gonna to have to get your finger taken off so i under i understand that well let's pray for these requests and then we'll hear from us uh, stephen god we do lift up tony Beatty, and we ask that you would heal him god i believe he has to potentially have another surgery so we pray that uh, just for his overall health, God, and for him to kind of get back into church and do what is right. We thank you that his mom is able to care for him. But 
she's older and, um, you know, Tony's getting up there, I'm sure probably around at least 50 or, 50 or older. So we just lift up that whole situation to you. We pray that this situation would point them back in a direction that is walking towards God and not just kind of sitting still or moving away from you. So we, we lift him up to you. We also pray for um, Anthony, um, the student that Rebecca was able to teach today. We just pray for his, his spiritual health, God. It sounds like he's not really interested at this time in church or the Bible and maybe it's just gotten bad information, and we know that social media can be good in some uh, avenues and really terrible in others. So we pray that as he's on social media, point, maybe perhaps use a, a beneficial um, little clip or whatever to kind of point him to truth. And we pray that uh, he would join us uh, in fellowship at church just to see what a true body of Christ is supposed to operate like. And we know, God, that your word is powerful and can change lives, so we pray that you, he would desire to get back in the Word soon. We do lift up Jay. We thank you for the good uh, report from the procedure Monday with his Crohn's seeming to be under control, but we just pray for these additional findings and the worries and sometimes what we can read when we do our own research and maybe what is reality, what's not reality. I pray that you just give Jay a calm and a peace, give Rebecca a calm and a peace and that uh, the appointments that are really delayed at least until April, perhaps there'll be a cancellation or something where they'll be able to get seen uh, even sooner. So God, we ask that you would uh, allow that to happen, and we pray and just lift up their entire family to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Stephen. I just uh, want to give a prayer request for our Spanish ministry, something we you know don't often think of, and it's, it's a rarity in most churches to have a Spanish ministry, so just Lift them up, pray for them, and praise God for them, because six years, it's a, a great testimony. Oh, yeah. And praise God from uh, meeting in the fellowship hall at, in year one, you know, to where uh, they are able to gather together. And, like, really, it is just like a church sanctuary in there. It's really cool to see how the old nursery was converted and just really cool. And the vision that our church leadership had to make that happen. And then... Many of the members um, in the church, specifically those who attend Spanish churches, renovating that whole space. And uh, another pastor from a church in the area helping out with the media and just getting that all set up is just really, really cool. I mean, they can run a full-blown live stream, everything like we do in here, uh, right, in that, right in that Spanish auditorium. So that's just a great praise, and we'll lift them up here shortly. Arthur? We talked to Tabitha today, and she was uh, very appreciative of the um, um, offering that she was given from our church. Great. Praise She's God for that. Very appreciative, and uh, thank everyone that um, donated. Amen. Thank you for sharing that. Kevin, would you be able to, uh, would you mind lifting up the Spanish church and Pastor Minor and Gloria and... Um, you know, Pastor Minor and Gloria have been through a lot of health challenges over the last six years, for sure, and even before then with uh, Minor, and he doesn't really say much. You know, he had some thyroid issues, and Gloria had some serious surgeries, some accidents. What's that? She had a heart issue, right? I believe so, yeah, some very major surgeries and just car accidents and all kinds of stuff, but they have remained faithful to the Lord and just a great testimony. Yeah, Would you mind absolutely. praying for them? Thank you. 
Father, we, we again thank you so much for all that you have done for us, Lord. And we thank you, Father, for the, the, the Spanish ministry that you've brought into our lives and into our church. And we thank you, Lord, for the, the faithfulness and the hard work of, of Pastor Estrada and his wife. And Father, we just we lift them up to you. Father, we pray that you will you'll protect them from the devil, protect them from the things that this world is throwing at them, and, and shore him up, shore them up, Lord. Give them strength because... I know that it can be very discouraging sometimes when you start to look around to other uh, congregations and seeing how large they are and, and maybe not seeing the growth. And I know he, he and I've talked about that, Lord. And I just pray that you give him strength through those difficult times, Father. And I just pray, Father, also that they will be able to continue to reach out to the Hispanic, uh, the Hispanic uh, community in this area as it continues to grow so that um, more and more people will come under the, uh, the, the good, solid preaching of your word, Father. We just thank you for all their work, and we pray, Father, for continued blessings for them and also for protection for them, Father. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And we also need to remember minor son Kent, or Jacob, is deployed in Afghanistan, uh, so we need to be praying for him. Who's next with a prayer request? Or praise. I see Miss Bobby. We're getting a microphone to you. Thank you. Um, and pray for my friend Ruth Chase. She had a respiratory infection, okay. but as it turned out, she has COVID. Mm. And also, I see Marie Brown's already on the list here for her loss of her bro brother-in-law. Yes. Okay. And Doris Edwards somehow twisted her. One of her legs, I don't know all the details, but she's still um, unable to come to church because of that. Okay. And we will lift up uh, Doris, kind of a quiet lady on Sunday mornings, you know, but we need to be praying for her. She's been very faithful over the years. Don't forget, don't forget Ruth. And Ruth Chase, right? Yes. Please. Okay. So Ruth Chase has, a, has COVID. She has COVID. And then uh, Maria... Um, her brother-in-law passing away. Uh, Dave, would you mind praying for those? Sure. So, so Maria's, uh, her brother-in-law passed away for the Nelson family and then for uh, Ruth. And, and there, is there one more? I'm missing it. It was just Ruth with COVID and then Doris with the uh, kind of twisted leg. Yes, thank you. Dear Lord, thank you for uh, this evening, Lord. Um, Pray for uh, Ruth Chase and and uh, for uh, Doris and her uh, legs and Lord, uh, I know I'm missing some, but Lord, uh, just be with um, our older saints. Lord, um, even walking around can be dangerous for them and. Uh, Lord, uh, thank you that we all get new parts in heaven. <laughs> in Jesus' name, amen. Um, so just a few prayer requests here and some updates. Gerald, Murky's husband, is making some good progress and uh, should be in a rehab facility. Um, does anybody have an update that says should be on the prayer, prayer sheet? So I'm imagining perhaps soon, if not already. So praise God, and we thank you for your prayers there. And then Pastor Chuck's grandmother, Sandy, did pass away um, this past Saturday. And continuing to pray for uh, Troy's brother-in-law, Kyle, has a scan coming up 
on uh, Friday, and then kind of, you know, some additional tests to see the, 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 um, the cancer situation there. Um, and then, you know, the Peru missions trip, we still need to be praying for Pastor Chuck and Pastor Schneider. You know, Pastor Chuck said it's a very, it was a tough, tr- it's a tough trip, but uh, just a great trip so far. So continue to just uh, pray for them. Is there someone else with a prayer request tonight? Kevin? How many times does this make you? <laughs> I'm sorry? How many times does this make you? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I think we're running out of uh, pages <laughs> to check that. Um, I meant to ask for a, a couple of prayer requests. Um, one is... Um, right now, we are dealing with some challenges with the various uh, health insurance companies dealing with Pam's surgery. Mm. Um, there's um, issues with the records that her physical therapist is providing to our primary insurer. And so um, it's been, what, almost a month now since you've had physical therapy. So. You know, it, it's slowing up her recovery. Mm-hmm. Um, Pam's feeling better. Um, I don't know if the strength is quite there yet for you to go back to work, but it's still a challenge. I think it's it, it, a lot of it is just discouraging, discouragement, and and just kind of trying to deal with the the bureaucracy. It's, it's like dealing with the the federal government. It's just very painful. And yeah. between that and also our um, supplemental insurance, we're getting problems with that as well. So it's just been Again, God has taken care of everything. We have not, we've wanted for nothing. We have been, you know, we have definitely been blessed. But these are still things that we're responsible for. We have to take care of. And it is very challenging dealing with insurance companies that apparently are really not interested in taking care of the people that are paying for their insurance in the first place. I know it's shocking to everybody, but it, it, it seems to be a thing. Um, So please just keep us in prayer because we're trying to remain patient through all of this. We know that God is in control, and uh, I have a feeling that this is just another one of those tests, and I haven't really studied for it, so I'm kind of struggling through it myself. The other is I would love to go on the Peru trip. I don't have a whole lot of vacation. I think I may have about 12 hours of vacation right now, and it's going to be kind of expensive. I'd like to go, and if it's something that God wants me to go, he'll do it. But I just wanted to kind of put that out there. Is I would love to go on the Peru trip. Well, definitely. We'll pray kind of nothing in between happens and you, all those hours you accrue can just accrue right up until yeah. the trip maybe. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, that's going to be a, a great trip. So we'll pray for that here in a minute. So insurance, I'm sure we've all dealt with it in some form or fashion. You know, back six months ago, the hospital didn't send a test in and we still got a bill for it. And I said... Well, the test never made it, so you guys may want to just put this bill on the back burner for now because we're not paying it. So, still dealing with it, actually. Um, So, can totally relate. Anyone else with a prayer request uh, tonight? Tammy? So, I I screened a patient a couple of days ago who um, said that he wished that he had not been resuscitated. Mm. And I said, well... Um, I said, that's sad. I said, because I'm glad to meet you today. And he said, well, I still wish that. I said, well, where would you have gone? And he said, nowhere, that would be it. I said, wow, that's really sad. I know where I'm going. And he said, well, ma'am, I'm an atheist. I said, well, sir, I'm a Christian. And we had a, we had a wonderful conversation. So uh, just pray that I'll be able to, to shine a light to him 
um, because he needs that. You know, he needs to know where he's going. Yes. Wow, what a great conversation and sounded like a nice direct conversation. There was no easing into it. And that's kind of really cool, though, when those, ha when those happen because the Holy Spirit kind of gives you that ability to kind of go a little bit of that respectful back and forth. And um, we will certainly pray for your, your patient there. Let's go ahead and lift these requests up. Father, we do pray for the Selwyns and their insurance, their insurance uh, challenges that they're facing. And then again, with the supplemental insurance and Pam needing physical therapy. And we know, God, how you know, we can pay for a service, but sometimes there's appeals. Sometimes there's a waiting period. Sometimes you talk to someone who isn't really in tune with the situation, they're not able to find the whole case file, whatever it may be, God, we pray that you would provide for Pam's needs, for Kevin's needs in regards to the insurance, and that we would be able to hear very soon and just praise you for working through that situation. I know it can just be very stressful when you're trying to receive care and you feel like you're not getting what you pay for. So please give them patience, please give them a calm, and just please give them wisdom uh, as they go through that. I do pray that you uh, give Kevin just favor in regards to being able to continue to accrue enough leave to go on the Peru trip in August. We pray that you would just meet the needs there. God, we know it's probably one of the more expensive trips that we've taken um, in a while just because it is, it is kind of further away than, let's say, Guatemala or maybe Alabama or something like that, God. So those desiring to go, that you would just uh, provide and meet the needs there. Help them to make wise, sound decisions in regards to saving up and uh, being wise with their finances and budgeting and all that stuff that goes along with saving up for something that is uh, in the future. God, we just pray now even for uh, our pastors who are ministering, who are teaching, who are just doing some more, ba well, not really basic things, but just logistics on where uh, our team is going to stay, how the whole trip is going to be laid out. God, there's a lot of planning that goes into that, taking people from one country to another, and those who aren't really family, they're church members, and there's just a heavy and a, an important responsibility that our pastors uh, bear. So we, we pray just for safety for them as they travel back to us, and God, we, we just are looking forward to hearing just a good report from them soon. We do lift up Pastor Chuck and his family and the loss of his grandmother, God, recently. We know that that was imminent, and we were praying uh, just for grace there. We thank you that she was a believer and that she's uh, in a much better place. And we say that kind of cliche, but it is so true, and we on earth have no... Um, framework to even understand how much better it is in eternity with you. We do pray for Tammy's patient that she mentioned. We pray for his salvation. God, we know that it's always difficult to hear when someone says they, they wish they wouldn't have been, uh, you know, brought back to life. But we thank you that he was brought back to life for a reason. You allowed him to come come back. You allowed him to meet Tammy. You allowed this beginning of the gospel uh, conversation, you allowed it to get started. So, God, we pray for many more opportunities for Tammy, wisdom, the right words to say. And, God, we're going to rejoice in faith and expectation that you can save someone, even someone that says they don't believe in God. There's countless stories throughout history of those who denied Christ. And in those 
waning moments of life decided that they have worshiped themselves essentially their whole life, but now they desire to place their faith in Christ. So we ask that you would allow that to happen very soon. And again, uh, we just trust you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, let's go to our next song this evening. And I'm sorry, I have a hard time with my phone opening up, so I apologize for the delay. This is my father's world, and uh, he has created everything. Even the rain that we heard a few minutes ago on the roof, that is God allowing that to happen. This is my father's world. And to my listening ears, all nature sings and round me rings the music of the spheres. This is my Father's world, I rest me in the thought of rocks and trees, of skies and seas, his hand the wanders wrought. This is my Father's world, oh, let me ne'er forget that though the wrong seems off so strong, God is the ruler yet. This is my Father's world, the battle is <coughs> shall be satisfied, and earth and heaven be one. One day this earth will go away, and there will be a new heaven and a new earth. There is a somewhat belief today that's gaining popularity that the kingdom is now very interesting, um, and that the world is progressively getting better. Um, it's interesting in some form, because we, you know, those of you, and it's, it's not really a gospel thing, so there's all kinds of debate on either side, but Sometimes I think we're a little too pessimistic in some regards, and this was this guy's argument I was listening to. We're too, much, we're too pessimistic. It's like, well, the world is going to, you know, it's going to this and that. And yes, it is, but the gospel is still going forth and is still going to go forth in what is, quote unquote, known as the end times. There'll be opportunities. Certainly, it'll be much harder. There'll be much more martyrs for Christ, and uh, it's not going to be a time that uh, is enjoyable for anyone. And... Um, you know, we think we have it hard now. Uh, those who trust Christ during the tribulation period, whew, very difficult, very difficult. Well, who's next with the prayer request or praise? We have a few minutes remaining. Brother Tom George. Uh, yes, yeah, so keep Jackie in prayer. She's, uh, she's, we don't know what it is. She's got something that just causes pain in her hands, arms, neck, feet, ankles, but they don't know what it is, and it comes and goes, and mm. so uh, some days it's harder than others, but if you keep that in prayer, doctors right now have no, they don't know, they have no wisdom in it, so, uh, you know, pray God will just, uh, his will be done, mm -hmm. either give them wisdom or just take care of he can take care of it pretty easily. Absolutely. But uh, also that we'll accept what he does, and uh, second prayer is a uh, you kind of got into Christians in our land, or <clears throat> we're kind of weak. Uh, you, you, I'm not picking on you. I'll talk about myself. 
But we need to know the times, we need to know what's going on, and we need to know it based on God's word, which I'm sorry to say Christians are very weak in. You know, uh, we, the more we know of the word, the more we know of God, and the more we may have understanding of everything that's happening. So, Amen. Just pray Christians have wisdom. It's a, it's a bad time. Uh, keep involved in what's going on in our land, you know, abortion and transgender mutilation. I mean, it's perverted stuff mm -hmm. is overtaking our, well, it's already overtaken most of our government. But it seems to be overtaking Christians in that they don't really, we say we don't like it, but we do nothing about it. You know, we need courage, wisdom, amen, and uh, strength. Absolutely. So, amen. Would you mind praying for our, for our country, please, and amen. for Jackie? And we'll certainly continue to pray for her amen. as well. Amen. Father, how, uh, <clears throat> how privileged it is to come to you this way, Lord. I thank you and praise you for all your wonderfulness, all the things you've created in this earth itself, Lord. You've given us life. Let us, let us live, and what a blessing it's been. And so, Lord, I, first of all, I'd, I'd, I'd bring Jackie to you, Lord. Uh, I pray as a husband in that authority. I ask you to heal her, that you would in your will heal her, even right now. But whatever your will be done, Lord, I pray, give doctors wisdom, give uh, whatever it takes that you'd make her well. And uh, give us, uh, as, as we go through this life, strength to accept, because we're your children, Lord, accept your will and uh, just praise you for it. And then for our land, Lord, I, uh, Lord, we're, this country's in bad shape. The world's in bad shape, but our country is just... Uh, just going downhill. It's, if we really look around and understand what's happening, our government is corrupt and perverted. And uh, I'm not talking about any particular one party. I'm talking about our land and its and its leaders. But Lord, we need to have understanding. We need to know what to stand for, how to stand for it, and have the courage when it, as you might have us to do, to stand for what is right and speak up against what is wrong. So, Father, give us wisdom in that. Give us a heart for the, the unborn. Give us a heart for what's taking place with, with our people and our young people. And, Lord, I just, just praise you. I know your answer will, will be one way or the other, but uh, give us wisdom and also strength to accept your answer. So be with us. Guide us, direct us, and fill us with your spirit, Lord. And then, God, give us a, a daily use. Show us what to do and how to do it. I pray to the name and the blood of Jesus. Amen. And it's because what he has done for us. And that's going to be our next song. When I survey the wondrous cross. The cross represented death. It represented someone facing execution. But when you think of it from a, a universal perspective, not, not universal as in like a corporate you know, group of people, but the universe and the plan that God had from the beginning of time, what the cross represented, it didn't end there. You know, our faith was validated because of Jesus Christ, his death, burial, and his resurrection. He didn't stay buried. He rose, and now he rules and reigns, and we, he is our mediator for us. When I survey the wondrous cross. When I survey the wondrous cross. 
on which the Prince of Glory died. My richest gain I count but loss, and poor contempt on all my pride. Were the whole realm of nature mine, that were an offering far too small. Love so amazing, so my soul, my life, my all. Is there anyone else with a prayer request or praise tonight before we kind of pray for our list? And I'm sorry, I try to remember everybody's name. Amanda, I'm so sorry. It takes me once forgetting it, even though I know it, and then moving forward, I should remember it every Amanda. single time. So I'm so sorry. Amanda. Amanda, yes. I know, I know. Amanda sings with us in choir. I see her every single week, and just I just have one of those <laughs> senior moments, I guess, at age 34. So whatever. Hello, Amanda. 34. Okay. Um, a praise. I had testing today on my hearing and balance, and that there are some issues that we can deal with, and some issues that we can't deal with. So we're, you know, my neurologist will be um, looking into all of that, and that affects a lot of areas in my life too, and different things. So please pray that everything will work out as God has. <laughs> we will certainly yeah, pray for that. that. <laughs> okay. Dave, would you pray for Amanda and just all, you know, appointments and, you know, just some answers moving forward and just a, a good quality of life as she kind of walks through some of these mm. difficulties. Dear Lord, thank you for health and strength. And, uh, I pray for Amanda and, uh, Father, uh, the test and the balance and the hearing and, and uh, you know, um, hearing's a, a wonderful gift. And uh, Lord, uh, so is balance. Um, I have trouble with balance. Balance is not my best suit. And um, Lord, and, and hearing, um, just to hear the littlest of sounds, Lord. Uh, but we can still hear your voice, you know, um, still small voice. And uh, we just, uh, I, I pray for Amanda and uh, everything that she's facing, Lord. Um, it is challenging and also it can be rewarding and a blessing lord thank you that she is here that she is using her talents for you uh, lord you make everything right 
In Jesus' name, amen. I want you to look at the bottom there of our prayer list, and we come to our salvation list. And again, if you've been coming for any Wednesday night for more than one week, you know week after week there are names on the list for as long as I've been here and certainly well before that. So there's many names on this list that we'll pray for tonight. And I do want to mention I have a few. Um, my sister-in-law has pneumonia. My brother-in-law has pneumonia. My other brother-in-law, I think, is getting over pneumonia. They all kind of work together on, you know, on the family farm. My one brother-in-law is a, a farmer, so they're just trying to figure out and a lot of respiratory infection. They're just trying to figure out what exactly is causing it. So I would appreciate it if you could just pray for them. You know, my one brother-in-law probably works 90 hours a week. You know, the farm does not stop. You know, it's seven days a week, 5 a.m. to 7 p.m. usually. So if you could lift them up. Uh, that's Rachel, um, D Rachel and David and Daniel and uh, Brittany. So, Stephen, I'm wondering if you, if you would mind praying for our salvation list again this week, if you wouldn't mind. And um, if you just think about it, we talked about that universal perspective of before the world began, God had a plan. He says, I am, which indicates he has always existed. And in our human minds, we do not have the capability, I think we will one day when we have perfect minds, perfect bodies, to understand the overall plan that God has. And you hear that word sovereign or sovereignty, and in the middle of that word is reign. God reigns over us. He reigns over our, his creation, over um, you know, both what we see day to day and humanity. And sometimes it's hard for us to understand that plan. And salvation is part of what God has provided to us. And we as believers, I know certainly me, I don't even think about my salvation every single day. I'll just be honest with you. We just kind of ho-hum throughout the day and Monday through Friday, okay, I got to work here, that, did my paycheck hit, great, okay, uh, mortgage, you know, comes out, this and that, groceries, you know, it's just like, I mean, that's not what it's all about, really, Yep. you know. Uh, we're not, I don't think we're going to Aldi in heaven. All right. You know, so, you know, it's just some of this silly stuff that I consume myself with, you know, shopping. I just got a sleeping bag, you know, the state of the art only weighs three pounds so I can hike, you know, miles in the woods with it. But there's much more serious things than that. And uh, man, I just feel very convicted and just kind of speaking out loud. There's a lot more important things and we're getting ready to pray for that. This is the number one important the number one most important thing that a human being can face is where they will spend eternity. Right. And eternity, we know it, we say it, it's forever. Yep. Forever is forever. It is not bound by time. There is no beginning or ending to, in eternity. Um, you know... Our world is circular. We can travel around the world, but even on that, there's a starting and an ending point. You know, you start in Dulles Airport, you fly around the world, you end up back at Dulles Airport. Eternity, those, those shapes, those whatever, that stuff doesn't exist. If you can kind of picture what I'm talking about in your mind. 
So God is just so good. He is amazing. And this plan of salvation is just really, really interesting. Whatever adjective you want to um, ascribe to it, we can't even put it into words how much our God cares for us and how much he desires us to be saved. Stephen, if you wouldn't mind just lifting up the folks on this list. Thank you. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for this beautiful day. Thank you for this opportunity to come in here. And God, we lift these people up to you, these precious souls that Christ has died for. There's no limit to the amount of people that Christ died for because he died for every single person who's ever lived. And so we thank you for that, God. And the gift of salvation is free to whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And so, God, we mentioned some of these people here among this list. And I think of um, uh, Tori and Ray Aguila, uh, Joe, De- I mean, um, Scooby, uh, Peter Demos, the precious prisoners, God, people that are, that are imprisoned in, in uh, jails somewhere in this world, God, bound because of their crimes. But, God, may they find life. May they find freedom in Christ. And so all the precious jail ministries that are in the various prisons that are preaching the right gospel and that are having services and pleading with these men and women to repent and believe the gospel, please give them your Holy Spirit in a powerful way to see many, many lives transformed, to see Bibles going into the prisons like never before. All these prisons, uh, I get a lot of updates of uh, prisons begging for Bibles. And, and may they be filled, those requests. And God, for... Um, Eric and Stephanie Lyles and Nick and Lucas Lyles and Lord, just the many on this list. Lord, open a door for them to hear the gospel. Maybe they've heard it and they haven't responded yet. Please break their hearts over their sin and see their sin and their need for a Savior. And God, may we get an update from this. May we hear of people on this list coming to faith in Jesus Christ. And Lord, as a personal conviction to us, maybe for some of us it's been a while since we've personally witnessed to someone, a loved one, a family friend, a coworker, people throughout our daily lives. God, break our hearts for the lost. Lord, as, as Michael was talking about, we think about so many things in our personal life that we just, we often forget, God, the miracle that, it, that you did in our lives of saving us. God, enemies, as the Bible says, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us and So many in this world are enemies to you, God, outside of Christ. And Lord, just break our hearts to witness. If we're nervous, if we're worried what people are going to think, whatever the case may be, help us to get over that. Give us wisdom to pray and to practice what we're going to say to them and then to go and proclaim and preach Christ, to get some tracts and pass them out and to beg for you to save them, Lord. And we just thank you and praise you and trust that you're going to save many through us and our obedience, through the work of the Holy Spirit in us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. And now we're here from Pastor Christopher. Good evening. evening. You know, the more time that you spend with Jesus, the more you become like him. That's the process that we're in right now, this process called sanctification. It started right out of the gate. The moment we got saved, we were sanctified in that we were set apart for him. But now, each and every day that we spend time with him, that we read about him, that we talk to him, we become more like Jesus. That's what we're doing right now. 
We are looking at this story from John chapter 8. And last week, you'll remember that there was quite the kerfluffle. I love that word. Jesus was out in the middle of the treasury teaching the people. And the Pharisees had a horrible plan up their sleeves. So they dragged a woman caught in adultery out to him to try to catch him. And you all know how it ended. He asked the woman, where are your accusers? Doth no man condemn thee? And so he said, no, she said, no man. And then he said, neither do I condemn thee. Now we're going to pick up right after that. We made a lot of great progress last week thinking about Jesus and how great he is. And in verse 12, this is all after that scene. Same place, same time. Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Notice those words, I am. That's how he starts that phrase. I am the light of the world. He is God. He is everything this woman needs. He is everything the Pharisees need. And they are flat out rejecting him. And what I find so interesting is that we ended our time last week talking about how he doesn't condemn her. And it's often a confusing point. Well, I thought that Jesus took sin seriously. He does. But he doesn't want this woman to die in her sins. He wants her to have time to repent. Now, maybe she was already a follower, but it doesn't seem likely based on the fruit that we're seeing in her life. So he says, neither do I condemn thee. Go thy way and sin no more. And we all know that sinning no more does not save you. You realize that, right? right. Yeah, even if she left that spot, never committed another sin again, which is impossible, but let's say she did it, that does not save her. But he still says it. Go thy way and sin no more. He wants her to find a new way of life. We know what that new way of life is. It's him. And that's why he follows up this story with, I am the light of the world. Follow me. Because I am the light of the world. If you follow me, what won't you do? You won't walk in the darkness. But you'll have the light of the life. The light of life. It's an invitation that this woman would have been fully primed to hear. Why? Because he extended something to her that all sinners need extended to them, and that is called grace. He extended grace. He extended mercy. And so now she's in a state where she can hear this. I am the light of the world. People don't become lights by discontinuing their sin, you realize. Not a one of us could do that. We can't get our act together and suddenly shine and say, I've cleaned up my act now let me be a great light to, to what? To myself is basically what you want to do if you're trying to clean yourself up. We become lights once we're born again. And that's the end of the story. That's when we can have a light that shines. Verse 13 says, The Pharisees therefore said unto him, Thou bearest record of thyself. Thy record is not true. What's the record he bore of himself? When he said, I am the light of the world. They don't like that. They don't like that at all because they're not interested in this light. They have their own light. They have a twisted light that is actually darkness. Their vision of the Father is completely skewed by religion, by rules, by regulations, by the traditions of men. Thou bearest record of thyself. Thy record is not true. They've come face to face with God, you realize, and that's what they're saying to him. Mm, mm, mm. They don't even like the truth when it's 
They only like the truth if it's tied to good behavior, and that's not what Jesus is doing here. Jesus isn't saying, she did this, she gets this. That's their way of doing life. I do this, I get this. I pray in public, I get accolades. I give publicly, I get accolades. Jesus does not have anything to do with that type of behavior. He desires mercy and not sacrifice. 8.14 says, Jesus answered and said unto them, Though I bear a record of myself, yet my record is true, for I know whence I came and whither I go. But ye cannot tell whence I come and whither I go. What I want you to think about is just how big God is with this verse. He is talking about things that they can't even begin to fathom. He says, I know whence I came. We have this idea in our head of what heaven is like, what it was like with the Son and the Father in heaven before he came. But I can promise we haven't even touched the hem of the garment in terms of how big this situation is with God on his throne and the Son at his side. Can you, I mean, we can't picture it. So he says, I know whence I've come and where I'm going, but you can't. You cannot tell whence I come and whither I go. The Pharisees are clueless. The lost people in this world are clueless about just how big our God is. Ye judge after the flesh. And then he says, again, one of those statements that you almost think, this doesn't make any sense for Jesus to say. I judge no man. But wait a minute. I thought he was the, the perfect judge. I thought he was the judge by which all of us are going to be measured. You're either with him or you're without him. So true. But I want you to think of this from a different perspective. When Jesus was born in the manger, why did he come? He came to bring peace. He came to seek and to save that which was lost. He did not come down with a rod of lightning in his hand to say, let me find out how much evil I can find on this planet and take out all of the ones who are misbehaving. And you know why it's good that he didn't do that? Because he would not have run out of a single person that he could do that to. Everybody is worthy of that. Every human on the planet. It's fascinating that the Pharisees brought him a woman caught in adultery when their sin caught his attention to a much larger degree. Why is that, you might ask? It's a good question. Because the Pharisees' sin was wholesale rejection of God's Messiah. This woman was caught up in bad behavior, absolutely. But the Pharisees are basically saying, you came for me, you think you're God, I don't want any part of you. That, my friends, is a sin that will leave you separated from God for eternity. Adultery won't do that. It's horrible. It causes harm. There's nothing about adultery that is loving God or loving others. Can we get an agreement on that? Amen. There isn't. However, the sin of adultery does not send you to hell. What sends you to hell is rejection of Christ. And the Pharisees, they're all about that for some reason. And Jesus takes it very, very seriously. Look at Matthew 13, verses 24 to 30. This is the parable of the wheat and the tares that Jesus tells. It's a great parable. And you know, some of his parables, they can be a little hard to understand, intentionally so, because they are there for those who want to understand to understand. Those who are on the periphery 
just there to judge Jesus, just there to, I don't know, catch the sideshow part of his miracles and his feedings, they're going to miss the deeper meaning. So let's look at this parable. Another parable put he forth unto them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is likened unto a man which sowed good seed in his field. So here we have the kingdom of heaven, and that's like this experience with a man going out to sow good seed in his field. Keep that in your mind. Kingdom of heaven, like a man who goes to sow good seed. But while men slept, his enemy came, and they sowed tares among the wheat. Tares, just another word for weeds. So we've got good seed in the soil, but then the enemy comes and plants all these weed seeds and went his way. This all happens while the man is asleep, remember. Next verse says, So the servants of the householder, no, 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 but when the blade was sprung up and brought forth fruit, then appeared the tares also. So we've got these great plants and we've got weeds. So the servants of the householder came and said to him, Sir, didst not thou sow good seed in, the, in thy field? From whence then hath it tares? It's a great question. What kind of farmer would bother planting seeds that are mixed in with weed seeds? That would be really foolish, right? So the servants are noticing this and saying, What did you do? He said unto them, An enemy hath done this. The servants said unto him, and this is the part I want you to really hear. Wilt thou then that we go and gather them up? Meaning what? The weeds. Should we go out there and just collect all these weeds, pull them out, pull them out, pull them out, throw them in the fire? But he said, nay, lest while ye gather up the tares, ye root up also the wheat with them. Brothers and sisters, if you are a Christian, you are the good seed. You are the good seed, and all the unbelievers around you they are the wheat, the tares. Let both grow together when? How long? Until the harvest. And in the time of harvest, I will say to the reapers, gather ye together first the tares and bind them in bundles to burn them. But gather the wheat into my barn. You see, we are in a period of history where we are not supposed to go around, just hear me out here, we're, we're the good plants, right? The tares exist with us. Until when? The harvest, which is a future date, the second coming when Christ touches down on the Mount of Olives. It's all going to be sorted out. Sometimes we view our role as, you remember when I talked about Jesus with that lightning bolt? Coming to like zap all the bad people? I think sometimes Christians, we, we take on a little bit of that mentality. I'm supposed to be a police officer. I'm supposed to go around and zap all the bad people. That's not what we're called to do. We need to invite them to meet our God. And we don't do that by saying, you're terrible. Let me drag you in front of Jesus, throw you down, and see if Jesus will stone you. No, we need to say to them, I have someone I need you to meet. How many times have you heard about the Lord? And they might say, a lot of times. It's been annoying every time. And you can say, I can understand that. But could I just have some time with you right now to share with you how God has changed my life, how Christ has changed me from the inside out? I want you to have the peace I have, the joy I have. I want you to spend forever with him. He is so good. 
they have until their death, until this moment, until the harvest, to repent. We should be out there inviting them, inviting them. Please come follow this Christ who has died for you. Come follow this Lord who laid down everything he had so that you can have a relationship with God. The Pharisees want no part of that. They wanted this woman to die. We should take heed because the Pharisees have been a great example for us of everything not to do. As a matter of fact, Jesus says, beware the leaven of the Pharisees. I don't want any part of that leaven because when you get a little bit of leaven, what happens? It grows. Let's tamp down any pharisaical spirit in us, in our church, in our world. That's not the good news. The good news isn't, hey, here's a lightning bolt for you. The good news is let me introduce you to the man who created you and to his son who died for you. Let me introduce you to your father who wants to know you intimately. John 8, 16 says, And yet if I judge, my judgment is true, for I am not alone, but I and the Father that sent me. It is also written in your law that the testimony of two men is true. I am one that bear witness of myself, and the Father that sent me beareth witness of me. You see here that the Father and the Son are distinct individuals. Well, watch the next verse. Then said they unto him, Where is thy father? Jesus answered, Ye neither know me nor my father. If ye had known me, ye should have known my father also. Do you remember what I just said? The father and the son are distinct, yet one. Now this verse to me feels like the father and the son are one, yet distinct. Both are so perfectly true. I love it. It's just as true with the Trinity. The father, the son, the Holy Spirit are three distinct persons, and yet they are one. Of course our human brains can't wrap around that, and that's a good thing. Because just like we can't picture how great heaven is, we can't picture how this great mystery works. Verse 20 says, These words spake Jesus in the treasury as he taught in the temple, and no man laid hands on him. Why? For his hour was not yet come. He did not come to die at the hands of murderers at their timing. He came to willingly lay himself down. Verse 21, then said Jesus again unto them, I go my way, and ye shall seek me, and shall die in your sins. Whither I go, ye cannot come. Isaiah chapter 6, verses 9 through 10, this prophecy speaks about the Pharisees' condition. And it talks about the fact that they're going to see things, but not see them. They're going to hear things, but they're not going to hear them. It's not as if God is saying, Hey, I need a people group to be a scapegoat. I want to have, oh, you Pharisees, perfect. I'm going to deafen you. I'm going to blind you. Why would God not do that? That, That's not just. That's not merciful. That's not fair. But look at what it says in Isaiah. It says, and he said, go and tell this people, hear ye indeed, but understand not. And see ye indeed, but perceive not. Make the heart of this people fat, And make their ears heavy, and shut their eyes, lest they see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and understand with their heart, and convert, and be healed. So if it's not that he's intentionally blinding them and deafening them, then what's happening? He's giving them over to the attitude they already have. If this is the way you want it, have it your way. You won't hear the truth? 
Fine, but if you did, what would happen? The previous verse, Debbie, verse 9, it said, lest they see or lest they be healed. Because if they would hear, if the blinders would come off, if there would be even a modicum of them moving toward Christ, they would hear, they would see. Think of Nicodemus, a great example of a religious leader on the wrong side of history for a good while, but then he comes to Jesus at night and says, tell me more. And Jesus says to him quite plainly, you must be born again. You are dead spiritually. The only answer for your sin problem is to be born again. They are given over to their own blindness. It's true for a lot of people in our world. They are completely blinded to the truth. Verse 22 says, Then said the Jews, Will he kill himself? Because he saith, Whither I go, ye cannot come. And he said unto them, Ye are from beneath. I am from above. Ye are of this world. I am not of this world. Notice how Jesus prays for his followers just a few chapters later in John chapter 17, verses 14 to 16. I've always loved this prayer. It's very special because he's praying for his disciples, but he's also praying for you. He's praying for the people that will come after the disciples to follow Christ. It says, I have given them my word. He's talking to his father. And the world hath hated them because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. That's what he just told the Pharisees. I'm not of this world. That's why you can't go where I'm going. I pray not that thou shouldest take them out of the world, but that thou shouldest keep them from the evil. They, my followers, are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. My friends... You are not of this world. If you've been born again, if you've had an encounter with Christ, then you are not of this world. And Jesus would look in your eyes and say, you are coming or you are going where I am going. But to these Pharisees, he makes a very bold declaration about their blindness. You are not coming with me. I said therefore unto you that ye shall die in your sins. For if ye believe not that I am he, ye shall die in your sins. Notice that phrase, if ye believe. For if ye believe not that I am he, ye shall die in your sins. This word believe is a big deal. We hear it many times in the New Testament. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. And what happens? Thou shall be saved. Can we please not complicate this? Can we please not add anything to this? We're talking about a kind of belief that is so radical, so transformational, that it's all encapsulated in that one word. I mean, if Jesus wanted it to be any more complicated, he could have, he could have laid it out for us in outline form. You want to be saved? Number one, do this. Number two, do this. Number three, do this. He didn't do that. It, it, over and over, it says, believe. If you believe that Jesus is the Christ, what is going to happen to you? You can't even believe that until you what? Repent. 
It's impossible to believe that Jesus is the Christ unless you have repented because it requires a total change of mind, a total change of action. You know, a change of mind always results in a change of action. If you're repenting truly, your behavior will show it. Believe. He says, if you believe not that I am he, you shall die in your sins. Why didn't he say that to the woman caught in adultery? She hadn't positioned herself in a state of rejection against him. That's their whole story. That's our world story. When you go out there and meet people, I don't need to say, hey, when's the last time you committed adultery? Oh, good, let's talk about that for a while. No, what we need to talk about is, why haven't you accepted Christ? Why haven't you budged toward the Father who laid out everything he could for you? He has been calling you to repentance your whole life. Why are you pulling back? That is a wonderful message that we have to share. Verse 25, then said they unto him, who art thou? Why, why, why? They do this so often. He'll make it very plain, and then they'll ask, who are you? And Jesus saith unto them, even the same that I said unto you from the beginning. My story has not changed. I have many things to say and to judge of you, but he that sent me is true, and I speak to the world those things which I have heard of him. They understood not that he spake to them of the Father. I wonder why they didn't understand that. You know why they didn't understand that? They didn't know the Father. Not even a little bit. If you would have asked them, do you know the Father, what would their answer have been? More than yes, I think they would have been emphatic. Oh, we know the Father so well. We know the Father better than 95% of the Israelites around us. We are committed to the Father. Whoa, whoa, that religious people could be so far from the truth. Religion is dangerous. Relationship is transformational. Then said Jesus unto them, when ye have lifted up the Son of Man, then shall ye know that I am he, and that I do nothing of myself. But as my Father hath taught me, I speak these things. Verse 29, and he that sent me is with me. The Father hath not left me alone, for I do always those things that please him. Are we able to have that sort of power at work in our lives today? Jesus is completely yielded to his Father. Can we do that? Could we say to those around us, I am here to do the will of the Father? Hi there, neighbor. Are you at all willing to come to my house for dinner tonight? I have some things I want to talk to you about that I've never really opened up to you about before, but it would be really special for me if I could share with you. And they say, sure. And then you go over. Could you say at that conversation, I don't seek to do any part of my own will. I'm just trying to do what my father asks me to do. And I know there might be some hesitation from you saying, no, I couldn't say that. But you can say that. Because you have the Holy Spirit in you. And as much as you yield to him and say, Spirit, work through me. Spirit, move me to be your hands and feet. Then you can have the same access to the Father that Jesus had. We are his heirs with him. We don't have to walk around feeling defeated. We don't have to feel tiny. 
We're not gods. Okay, I'm not trying to move us in that direction, but often we walk around as if we are quite powerless when in fact we have access to the same power that Jesus had access to. That's a father that come, a power that comes from the Father and through his Holy Spirit. Let's grab on to that power this week. Let's yield ourselves to him as the instruments that he wants to use, but so often we just close ourselves off to him and say, not this week. I've got my own agenda. I've got money to make. I've got bills to pay. I've got people to see. I don't have time for you right now. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all those other things shall be added to you as well. Don't worry about your food. He'll provide it. Father, we thank you so much for the fact that Jesus is our perfect example. He is radical. He is transformational. He changes everything when he comes on the scene. And he is still changing people today. Father, help us to be a shining light in this world. Just like you declared, I am the light of the world. You want us to be a light. You want our light to shine before men so that they can see our good works and glorify you. You deserve all the credit, all the glory, all the acclaim, Father. Use us. I want to be a tool in your hands so that when something good happens because of the way you've used me, you're glorified and you're magnified. Father, our week ahead is yours. Help us to get out of the way and to do it your way. In Jesus' name, amen.